Sorry about the wait there. I uh, was literally just on a call with my team lead from my day job, so I just oh. had to finish that up quickly. There's uh, lots of servers down at work. I'm a Linux sysadmin, so oh, maintain wow. a lot of uh, databases for the Canadian government. <laughs> That's a real job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Oh, nice. It's uh, it's definitely. Um, keeps me you know on my toes linux it takes you know years to master if you can even master linux you know the learning curve is exponential so even after doing this job for five years it's still uh, a lot of curveballs most days when big yeah, projects come down the pipeline implementing you know new uh services and uh, pipelines are the way we can, you know, deploy servers and virtual machines, et cetera, and how to manage them in a large mm. environment and especially closed network. It's obviously the security is very high for government uh, networks. So. Of course, if only we had uh, such high security standards in this industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. That's, yeah. Uh, that's fun. How are you today? All good, all good. Just got off the call as well. It's been a busy day, uh, like every other day, but I'm, I'm enjoying, you know, these days. It's, it's quite a lot more fun, right? Lots of things yes. happening in the space, uh, new projects coming. Uh, yeah, there's always something new and exciting. So very excited to be here as well. And thanks for, thanks for hosting this, by the way. No worries. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to spend some more uh time with us and helping educate and spread awareness about the project, the community. That's uh, what we're all about and what we love to do here at Cosmos Spaces. So uh, thanks again for your patience. And uh, just before we start, I thought I would ask, is Mikkel, how you say your name? Michael yeah. or Mikkel? Mikkel. Yeah. Mikkel. Okay. I was yeah. just making sure. Um, awesome. Well, uh, yeah, I think you're the only one from Persistence joining us today, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, I'll just jump right into the show then. I think we've waited long enough there. Five minutes of intro music is a little longer than I usually do, but uh, looks like we got a, quite a few people in here already, so that's awesome. Let's uh, start the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so I can maybe just start with an introduction about Persistence and, and B-Stake Dexter, what we are trying to build. Uh, yeah. If you would like to, sure. I, I was going to do a quick introduction, if you don't mind, first, just because oh. uh, in case there's any new listeners, I love to just kind of fill them in on what Cosmos Spaces is, uh, what we do, and then uh, I would be more than happy to let you introduce yourself right after, if that's okay. Yeah, sounds good. If, sounds if, good. You, if you don't want to hear about us, we can no, just no, skip no, right I, to <laughs> <person>. <laughs> I, I, I always want to hear about you. 
<laughs> awesome. Thank you. Well, hello, everybody. Hope everyone is having a beautiful morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Martin O'Grady, and I'll be the host today for the AMA with the Chief Strategy Officer at Persistence Labs, Mikhail Pandey. I am a core team member here at Cosmos Spaces and also the community manager for Laconic Network. I'll give a brief summary of what we do at Cosmos Spaces here in case uh, we have any new listeners today. Cosmos Spaces is a group of nine volunteers located across the world that have all met via the Cosmos ecosystem. The Cosmos Spaces team currently runs bare metal validators and we are actively operating on over 30 chains. Cosmos Spaces facilitates over 150,000 monthly transactions, serving as a backbone for IBC connections across 24 chains, and we are consistently ranked among the top 10 performant relayers, also providing over 80 public endpoints. As well, our team is dedicated or has a dedicated focus on facilitating engaging discussions, and we have spent over 450 hours delivering valuable insights, project introductions, governance discussions, and much more with our Twitter spaces spanning over two years. Cosmos Spaces loves to host AMAs with the best projects where we chat and interview developers and teams who are solving the most complex problems in the ecosystem. We truly support, or we truly appreciate any support with delegations that keep us in the active set, and we are all about giving back to the community. I think this week also, correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, would be our two-year anniversary. I don't remember the exact day, but uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool to look back and remember, you know, like how we all met and where it all started and uh, the future is looking very bright. So yeah, without further ado, let's begin the show. Let's start to get to know more about persistence and Mikkel. And before we get into some more technical questions today, I would love to ask some personal ones first, if that's okay with you. Absolutely, yeah. So let's get to know uh, the CSO at Persistence Labs. Who is Mikkel? Yeah, I'm I'm uh, a guy who really likes being in crypto, spends a lot of time uh, doing sports, uh, mainly football and, and a little bit of running. Uh, nice, nice. Like soccer, gym. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not the American football. I mean, <laughs> there is no such thing as soccer, I, I believe. Football is, is, is football, but you know, yeah, yeah. as Americans like to call it, uh, soccer, yeah. Uh, so I've been playing football for a long time now, uh, you know, since I was in, in university, uh, even before that, and you know, had a good time playing football. Still want to continue being fit. Uh, been in the space for more than four years now. Uh, like to make sure I, I eat clean, uh, live a healthy life. Uh, you know, so so a little bit of that, but uh, yeah, I enjoy being in the space. I'm I'm a little bit of a product uh, nerd, so I look at products uh, with with a very keen interest. I, I may not be the most like marketing guy, for example, but I really enjoy spending time looking at how a particular product would work, and and you know that's kind of how I got excited and and joined the space as well in 2019. Uh, 2020, I spent the whole year just looking at different products uh, in crypto, seeing what is enjoyable. Like the DeFi summer, you know, in 2020 was very exciting for me. I really got the chance to dive deep into things. So yeah, about me, like I'm, I'm a very keen, uh, you know, finance guy as well. I, I really like looking at numbers, uh, seeing how the the economy works. A little bit of macro as well, uh, looking at that. But 
mainly enjoy you know spending time on 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 the field playing some sports or or doing something physical or just you know working and, and enjoying that's great to hear yeah no i i'm a huge advocate for exercise and making sure you know proper balance of a daily routine i uh i've worked seven days a week three day, three jobs before actually i'm kind of doing that right now too but it's uh it's important to take time to take care of your body and mind too you know it's easy to burn out if you're just building constantly and never taking proper ba- breaks or you know making investments long term for your body as well not just your wealth you know it's about the health too so i love hearing that um do you want to explain maybe a little bit about how you ended up at persistence yeah did you have any previous work experience in web 2 or what was your transition to web 3 like yeah so i actually was in i graduated from the university of mumbai in 2019 i was studying engineering there and uh i was already looking in, in my final year of engineering i was looking at crypto quite closely i didn't want to go do a nine to five at, at a big like you know tech company like everybody else uh from my university did so what i did was i decided not to sit for placements not to look for a job but rather see what what would be very exciting for me to do so after graduating i spent a few months sitting at home doing absolutely nothing but just looking at crypto <laughs> uh and not more from an investment perspective more from like the tech side of things i was actually uh yeah surprisingly so you know i was actually uh very excited about the tech and and didn't know what the financial implications of this you know space could be uh but obviously i used to trade stocks when i was in college uh and thus you know i i had a natural like inclination towards anything that would have something to do with financial incentives and and you know game theory so yeah i jumped into crypto right after college and and 2019 second half of 2019 i was looking to get more closely or deeply involved in the space and that's how i met tushar who's the founder of persistence and he was about to start his journey with persistence and you know we spoke and and i was quite convinced that this is going to be a big opportunity uh, i was actually very deep into the ethereum ecosystem at that point i really liked ethereum but uh, the idea of like building your own chain was quite exciting to me because like i said it's more you know i didn't care about users at that point oh cosmos doesn't have users cosmos chain is not live but you can build your own blockchain and like you know you use this module to build multiple blockchains and and stuff like that that is very exciting to me and that's kind of how i jumped into the space i was i first started as a researcher so spent a lot of time doing research uh on on how certain products work which is why you know i i really love my job in 2020 because all i would do is just look at what's new what's happening how certain teams are building certain products and in the second half of 2020 so i i, I think uh we were one of the first ones to do a stake drop which is now pretty common right where what we did was stakers of atom and luna and matic kava some other assets uh, these stakers would just receive an airdrop of xprt at launch at genesis of xprt right uh, so this was one of the first campaigns where where a stake drop happened and and happened quite successfully i think there was about 35 36 million atoms that were locked up for the stake drop there were a lot of luna matic tokens kava tokens locked up for the stake drop and the stake drop actually showed us something interesting which was there's a lot of demand from stakers within the cosmos ecosystem to generate additional yield and at this time we were seeing the the cosmos summer right like the sorry the uh, the crypto summer 2020 uh, 
uh, which is on the Ethereum side, people were farming three, four digit APR, APYs, APRs, right? And on the Cosmos side, you were getting like 10, 11% APR on your stake that. And so people were quite keen to learn how to make more, uh, you know, uh, how to put the capital to better use. And that's kind of how liquid staking came as, as an idea to us to build. Obviously, the idea for liquid staking had, had been around for a while. Nobody had built it for Cosmos. So we chose to build the stake. And, and that's kind of uh, where I started getting involved on the building side more than, more than anything. And I led the stake since then. So late 2020 to uh, mid last year up until I stepped into the new role, which is uh, you know, looking after the business side of, of Persistence Labs as a whole. Uh, so that's in, like a little bit of my journey in, in, in the space. That's a really interesting story. I love to hear, uh, you know, the backgrounds of people before they come into Web3, especially before they develop projects as big as Persistence, because uh, you guys have been considered one of the major liquid staking protocols in the Cosmos from day one and uh, are right up there in terms of competition with stride or quicksilver and now some some new liquid staking protocols like uh, milk tia um so yeah it's cool to hear your story where do you see yourself in five to ten years if if you could uh, envision the future of persistence and peace stake finance yeah, it's it's a very tough question to answer because this industry, like what you see in five years could just change in five months and, and you don't know what happened. Uh, but to what I would say is, and this goes back to the principles with which we operate, one of the most important things for us is to to always be in the fight, right? You don't want to be an afterthought or you don't want to be a terror. Uh, you don't, it's a cautionary tale, obviously. That's why people use the term cautionary tale but for us it's not just about like insanely rapid growth and, and unsustainable growth that we cannot actually back, back you know we, we want to be able to back back up our growth with the actual quality behind the project so uh for, from my perspective five ten years from now what, what i where i see persistence is still doing the same things which is you know uh, hustling hard making sure we ship the right products making sure there are users for our products and yeah, getting them excited about these products. Obviously in five years, you could see a lot more uh, interesting primitives come up. You could see a lot better technologies come up and, and, you know, persistence could be leveraging those or building on top of something else. But from our perspective, like we really want to make sure that, that we survive and we thrive uh, both at the same time and, and not prioritize thriving over surviving or surviving over thriving. Uh, yeah, that's how I would, see us nice yeah no i see persistence here to last i think liquid staking protocols will really flourish this next bull run uh it just provides so much obviously extra opportunity for yield and solving the issue of you know on bonding periods etc which we'll get into some later questions but uh yeah no i think liquid staking is super super interesting Obviously, it comes with its security risks, which we can talk about later as well. But I thought as a first topic uh, and sort of some tech-focused questions for any new listeners or newcomers to the Cosmos, if you don't mind, could you explain just what is Persistence One and Persistence Labs and what P-Stake Finance is, just the difference uh, between the two uh, in case anybody here is, 
is new to the cosmos or still kind of learning about the project or just uh, became aware of it. Yeah. So uh, if I have to say what persistence is in one sentence, I would say uh, persistence is, is a purpose-built layer one uh, with, the, with a mission to you know, uh, maximize liquid staking yield. So what we want to do at persistence one is to have certain applications on the chain that are specific to liquid staking and liquid staked assets, uh, which help in maximizing yield that you can generate on your liquid staked assets. Uh, so if you, uh, and P-stake is the liquid staking asset, asset issuance protocol. So with P-stake, we issue the liquid stake token. So similar to Lido or Stride. So Stride is, is a liquid staking issuance protocol and it has its own chain on top of which it issues these liquid stake tokens. P-stake is the equivalent of Stride where it exists as a module on the persistence one chain and issues these liquid stake assets like STK Atom, STK DYDX, STK Osmo, STK XPRT on the persistence one chain. Now on top of the persistence one chain, what we envision is, is the existence of other applications that where you could actually then use these liquid staked assets. So you could use STK Atom to generate more yield, to maximize yield on those liquid staked tokens. Uh, you, that's Dexter as the first part, uh, you know, the first other primitive on the persistence one chain outside of P-stake is Dexter, which is a Dex focused on, on you know, liquid staked assets again. So with Dexter, what's been built is a very unique model. Uh, you using metastable pools is, is what we call it. So metastable pools allow us to maximize uh, the efficiency of trading for like for like assets. So if you create a pool for STK Atom Atom on Dexter, if you know there's not enough liquidity on this pool, but you as a user come in to swap STK Atom for Atom or Atom for STK Atom, you'd still get the best rates because it's built for that specific purpose. So that's Dexter as a first product which helps you to maximize yield on, on your liquid staked assets. Uh, other primitives like borrowing, lending, perps, options, you know, all, all those things will also come down the line. Uh, but our immediate focus for persistence is to help, you know, issue liquid stake tokens, uh, build liquidity for those liquid staked assets on the chain, and then do a bunch of other things once there's liquidity. So that's kind of persistence, we stake a little bit of Dexter as well. Yeah, perfect. You answered my next question as well. And I just wanted to say a quick congratulations for surpassing the $7 million uh, cumulative volume on Dexter Zone. That's a pretty big accomplishment. Yeah. Oh, wow. Can I have some claps here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a whole audience watching. There's millions yeah. in attendance right now. So. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. It's taken us a, a while for us to get to this point, but I think uh, people are only just starting to see, you know, the, the beauty of Dexter. I think personally, like I've spent a lot of time building uh, P-Stake, but not enough time building Dexter. But I actually like using Dexter more than the P-Stake app because of, of the, the user interface, the user experience. It's just like really smooth and it's a very intuitive app. Uh, it's it's very enjoyable to use the app for people who haven't. You can just go to app.dexter.zone, and and, uh, and you can see what I'm talking about. But yeah, thanks for that. And I'm sure you know it's just the start. We are gonna uh, obviously the first ten mil is is a tough part. The second ten mil is gonna be quicker. The next twenty mil is gonna be even quicker. Then you know it's just gonna be really really quick at some point. But we're still in the early stages of growth for Dexter and, and P-Stake both and the persistence ecosystem as well. Uh, but we've been building for the last couple of years throughout the bear, right? Uh, and 
uh, our objective during the bear was to put our heads down and work our objective in in this part of the year uh, and and later part of this year next year is just going to be traction and growth for the ecosystem uh and obviously on the side we continue to keep building we've created this team which allows us to keep building really solid products and so we'll keep doing that no but thanks 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 martin you're welcome yeah no i'm checking out dexter right now and uh i really do like the ux here um this is a nice clean interface nice dashboard it's super simple yeah no it uh it looks really nice. I I haven't tried that. I I have tried uh, Pea Steak, and uh, I have to try Dexter next. It looks really cool. Uh, anyway, I'm not yeah. gonna get uh, lost playing with that right now. So it's only been 24 days of 2024, but Persistence has shipped so many meaningful things already. In fact, the team is calling it shipping season at Persistence right now. So let's go over some of the latest updates. Yeah. Um, I saw you released a tweet to highlight some of them. It was quite a long list, so it's it's pretty, like it's impressive. You guys clearly were building during the bear, and uh, what better time to have all these updates than what I believe may be the beginning of the next bull. So, uh, one of the recent announcements I saw you guys talk about was the staked DYDX mainnet launch soon. So you've already introduced and the product is live and launched on stake DYDX on testnet. Uh, and a couple people like Rebel DeFi and the Rollup Co have videos uh, on how to do this. Is this like an incentivized testnet? Um, or like, is this specifically for developers or validators on the persistence set? Or can a normal user be involved in this uh, testnet interaction or? Yeah, so it's not a it's not a an incentivized testnet it's more of a testnet for people to get familiarized with with how pstake works especially if you're holding like dydx tokens you would wanna you know check out the application go through the flow before the mainnet hits uh we have so so you know like you said it's only been like 24 days in, in this month and we are already like working hard so one of the most important goals for us last year was to build products in a way which scale. Uh, it shouldn't be that we build something that does not scale. So a big priority for us was to create the liquid staking module on the persistence chain, which is built by PStake. Uh, this module that issues liquid stake tokens or, or mints them SDK Atom, SDK DYDX. Tomorrow it would be SDK, Osmo, SDK XPRT, SDK Osmo already exists. So basically for us to support a new chain, let's say tomorrow celestia launches with interchain accounts and we want to support celestia you could actually just do that without having to you know for us it shouldn't take us a month or two months or three months of development time to support those chains uh, and that's kind of what we've built uh we like calling it a, a scalable module that we've built uh so sdk dydx supporting that was not very tricky for us uh, especially the moment like dydx chain started supporting interchain accounts for people uh, or listeners here who are not aware of interchain accounts, it's it's a part of the IBC module that allows one chain to interact with the other chain without having to like. So if I'm on the persistence chain, I can interact with the with the DYDX chain without me having to leave the persistence chain as a user, uh, because I have an account on the persistence chain which can interact with another account that I control on the DYDX chain. So that's like a short version of of interchain accounts. Uh, for any liquid staking protocol within Cosmos to build a scalable liquid staking solution that is non-custodial 
uh, you more or less require interchain accounts. Uh, so yeah, so DYX, the testnet had interchain accounts go live. Within the next 24 hours, we were live with SDK DYDX on the testnet. Uh, there's a proposal ongoing on the DYDX mainnet for a chain upgrade, which would happen on 29th of this month. After that, interchain accounts will go live on the DYDX mainnet. And within a few days, we'll, li we'll be live on, on their mainnet as well with, with SDK DYDX. Obviously, we can launch earlier as well, but what we generally like to do is take a security-first approach and make sure uh, we take some time doing some internal testing on a, on a mainnet before we ship it out. With testnets, if things break, that's fine. Yeah, you know, you fix it and, and you learn things. But with mainnet, uh, you want to be a little bit more cautious and careful. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I feel like it's in best practice to have test nets for all of these kinds of things to make sure that, you know, you try and find as many bugs as possible so that main it launch as smooth as possible, right? Yep, exactly. So my next question, I'm just curious after you talking about stake DYDX, I'm personally a big fan of DYDX and uh, I'm also a big fan of Celestia as well. Uh, I know the Milky Way zone was the first team to kind of, maybe there's a better way to put it, but capitalize on the opportunity of, there were no other liquid staking uh, protocols that had, or maybe they were working on it, but they kind of beat everyone to the punch, let's say with Milk Tia. Do you, or does Persistence plan on creating a liquid staked version of Celestia or is that not on your roadmap? It, it has always been on our roadmap and it will stay on our roadmap uh, for, for one reason. Celestia is, is a chain that we believe will succeed. If you look at P-Stake persistence, like we've been very conservative in terms of supporting multiple chains. P-Stake currently supports liquid staking for Atom and Osmo. Uh, and it's going to support, obviously it supports outside of the Cosmos ecosystem as well, which is BNB, the third asset. And it's going to support DYDX as the fourth asset. Fifth asset, it's going to be XPRT. Uh, but from our perspective, we want to be very selective of the chains we support. We want to have belief. It's it's like, you know, you're building a portfolio, right? Uh, you don't want to hold tokens that you may not, you, you may not be sure of will succeed. So Celestia is something we believe in, uh, and we want to build liquid staking for them. But what we will not do is to build a half-baked solution or a, or a centralized solution. Like Milk Tia, obviously, I'm not criticizing the team. Uh, we've gone down the path of building a centralized product in the past. What we want to do now is to not make the mistakes we've made in the past. There is no upside that justifies the downside of building a multi-sig-based liquid staking solution, in my opinion. Uh, and, and you know, others may disagree with that. But having done a multi-sig-based solution early on for P-Stake itself, for liquid staked Atom as an ERC-20 token back in 2020, 2021, before IBC came out, uh, we've realized that that's not the way to go about things. So we want to build a liquid staking for Celestia as well. But the moment they support interchain accounts, we can support them. Uh, and we would love to support them. But until then, uh, we'll not be risking everything we have for, you know, in the hopes of like, getting some more traction, which is where I mentioned the survivability and the thrivability aspect of things, right? You want to survive as well while you're looking to thrive. So there are other opportunities like DYDX and we'll uh, look to, you know, to capitalize on those opportunities yeah no that's a really interesting answer it's um like to, to compare or see the differences of these main liquid staking protocols in the cosmos is uh it's just fascinating to see how each one is building 
you know, it seems anyway at surface level, like much differently, but in the end, it's all very similar because it's the same type of solution, just done a different way. It's kind of like Linux, like there's so many different ways of doing stuff and it's hard to know which is the best, but we'll find out in the long term, obviously. Right. So, yep. Next, I wanted to discuss the recent integration with Kava Chain to bring one-click USDT transfers to Persistence One. And do you plan to integrate with other projects like Noble for one-click USDC transfers to Persistence in the future? Yeah, absolutely. I think that already exists with the packet forwarding module where you can actually just uh, transfer your USDC uh, from even Ethereum to uh, to persistence chain in one click or using the solution by strange love if i'm not wrong and uh, so yeah that that exists as a feature and and the kava chain feature was obviously also dependent on earlier it was very complicated like you have usdt on ethereum you bring it to kava evm from kava evm you transfer it to kava ibc chain and then from kava ibc chain you transfer it to persistence a very complicated product pro, you know product and the the ux was really uh, terrible you know for, for somebody who's not a part of the cosmos ecosystem even for people who were it, it's still not easy but with the kava integration and kava having packet forwarding module as well now it's, it's a lot easier so uh, obviously the goal for us uh, i think to expand on this point as well and to tell you how we actually think about dexter dexter serves two purposes one is to build liquid stake uh, build liquidity for liquid staked assets as much as possible, STK atom atom pool should be big enough. STK DYDX DYDX pool should be big enough. Uh, some pools we may not build liquidity on Dexter, like STK Osmo Osmo. We want to be more aligned with the Osmosis community and build liquidity for STK Osmo Osmo and Osmosis. Uh, we have STK atom atom on Astropod on Neutron to be more of a part of the atom economic zone. So that's how we think about liquidity building for liquid staked assets. For Dexter, the other objective is to have a very deep pool for USDC, USDT. Uh, and that's how we've thought about things for a very long time. Why? Because any ecosystem that you see that has really thrived and, and done well, they have a lot of stablecoin liquidity. Uh, and that's kind of where we are headed as well. And uh, I believe Dexter, even with like 350K in USDC, USDT liquidity, still provides the best like swap rates for for those two assets. Uh, more better than I think Osmosis and and, and and some of the other you know dexes and cosmos uh obviously don't quote me on this but you could just maybe go and check with a 150k swap how much you get even though you don't have to swap you can see how much you get and and you would realize what i'm talking about so dexter is built for like like for like assets to be swapped and and that's where we see value so usdt usdt very important for us uh the most important pool outside of any of the liquid stake token pools. And what are your thoughts on native asset issuance and its importance for IBC and the Cosmos? When, when you say native asset issuance, what kind of native assets? And I'll be talking I guess about that. Like, I, my, I was kind of more focused around stable coins. Like, why is that so important for IBC and the Cosmos? I mean, I guess the easy one answer, one sentence an answer would be you know to provide the or solve the liquidity problem but i just thought i'd get your opinion on it you know like what other what other native assets outside of stable coins do you think are most important to to issue next from projects yeah. like uh, good, question. 
very good question i think i mean honestly my personal view is, is a little bit uh yeah it could be a bit controversial i don't think noble needs to issue any other asset outside of usdc to succeed uh it's going to succeed just with usdc uh the reason the primary reason is you know usdc has a lot of demand now the question is you could be like okay why hasn't it actually succeeded in cosmos yet right now this is where the answer gets a little bit complicated and and i would start with the disclaimer that it's not financial advice but uh it's how i view things like in when do you take on leverage right uh you want to be leveraged up when you when the market is good you you want to use an asset as collateral when you know you're not going to get liquidated as much as possible so so far in cosmos without usdc or usdt there wasn't much to be done other than like helping on on osmosis in the last couple of years people in cosmos didn't do much obviously you have umi mars and some other protocols now which are far more you know uh, which have a lot more traction now and a lot of people use those products but as as a token holder or a part of a crypto ecosystem if you're looking to leverage up you would want to borrow usdc uh, and, and you know in in a bull market especially right so uh once the market really starts picking up you need two things one is a pristine collateral uh you know a really strong collateral asset and the ability to borrow against that collateral asset so the ability to borrow against that collateral asset is uh dependent on the the borrowable asset being available in abundance right so once people start realizing that okay you can use stk atom or stk dydx as collateral to borrow usdc usdt or or you know if you want to short something then that's a different play altogether but you can just borrow usdc usdt against your stk atom as collateral because stk atom appears has a lot of liquidity on dexter a lot of liquidity on astroport and and is more and more liquid uh so you trust that asset to be a good collateral asset uh and obviously you trust atom in the background you know atom is a strong asset and then you borrow against it so i think what we need in cosmos for for the ecosystem flywheel to really kick off is a lot more faith and belief in liquid stake tokens uh, a lot of them being issued and obviously this is also my bias right it's not like i i don't have a bias i have a bias which is why i'm building and working on this uh, i have full faith in liquid staking and, and it has risks i do not disagree with that or say you know i i don't say that there are no risks with liquid staking there are a lot of risks but I do believe if well regulated which I think the cosmos ecosystem is doing very well with the liquidity stake module and and stuff like that which we can dive into but I don't think it's necessary in this conversation uh, I think you know uh, a lot of belief in LSTs as collateral and a lot of uh, stable coins available to be borrowed should be enough to like really kick start a good uh, you know defi summer for for cosmos this time around Yeah no it's it's exciting to hear that I uh I'm hopeful for that as well. Uh the next question I had um was about another update you guys released recently in a tweet. Uh it was about your team partnering with CryptoCito to onboard a broader audience. I was just genuinely curious why did you choose Cito out of all the influencers in the Cosmos and have you considered any other influencers to partner with or other project teams? Uh, absolutely i mean uh, i think cryptocitos uh, uh you know his reach is just massive you know he has more than like 45k viewers on his youtube uh, he has a lot of people like i i you know i i meet with cryptocito quite often as well i have a good relationship with him and and when i meet others 
they're like, oh, who's the best person to speak to in Cosmos? If the people around them would just be like, you know, if you want to learn about Cosmos, CryptoCita is a guy. Uh, so what I've what we've noticed is a string of people wanting to, you know, get into Cosmos, and they look up to CryptoCito and and his channel, you know, uh, his YouTube videos to understand about Cosmos. What we want is for, you know, very fundamental driven conversations via his his YouTube or or his content. You know, Cito Zone being put out about persistence for people to learn about persistence. Uh, and and that's what the objective was. And obviously, I think uh, the way he goes about, you know, he's he's a ruthless person as well. I've seen him hustling over the last, you know, throughout the bear market, uh, before the bear market, the previous bull. And and I see him just getting better and better at things, right? Like he's hitting the gym regularly. He's looking after his health. Uh, everything, right? It's it's about that. So it's a bet on the person as well as like you know knowing that he has a very good audience and and he he'll be able to help us. Uh, that's kind of how we think. If we see, like, obviously we want to work with a lot more people, uh, you know, whoever is looking to help us out. And, and you know, we have some people here who've been very vocal about persistence, like, you know, Hukaj here. He's been talking about persistence for a while and we're very grateful for him. You know, he onboards a lot of people as well. So for us, the objective is to work with, with people who can help us uh, share what we are building. Uh, and, and, you know, if, if they can help us with that, you know, please feel free to let us know how we can help you. Uh, so, yeah, that's obviously an always ever-evolving thing where we want to work with as many people as possible, as many projects as possible, uh, as long as it, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I know that does make sense. I mean, I think it's pretty well known now that Cito probably has the most eyes on him out of any uh, influencer in the ecosystem. So I totally understand. I mean. He's grown his business up from, I discovered him like after he started too. I think he was already at it for a couple of years or so before I discovered him. But uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing to see, you know, the whole stake CETO with the validation team and then the CETO zone, which is now creating the Twitter threads and summaries of the videos for like the TLDRs of his longer videos. And then obviously his YouTube channel itself. Uh, and then them organizing all these Atom or Cosmoverse meetups around the world. It's the guy runs twenty four seven. It's like I wonder when he sleeps. Sometimes he uh, he's a busy man. That's for sure. I respect this hustle. I'll say that. Yeah, it's very much like you and and the Cosmospaces team. You know, it's always hustling. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Thank you. This is uh, something I love to do in my free time. And uh, it's definitely developed into a hobby where I'm, I'm more passionate. And I'm, I would prefer to do this in my free time than a lot of other things. So, um, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I love to hear that he, he goes to the gym, too. Anytime I hear anyone in this space going to the gym, I love it. I, it's a necessity or you know, a staple for my mental health personally. So that's awesome. Uh, the next question I have for you, uh, you also recently tweeted about the improved user experience of transferring staked XPRT between wallets without unbonding on P-Wallet. And uh, could you elaborate on the updated XPRT staking guide? Yeah, good question. And actually, you know, this is the point that I'm very surprised that is not very common in, in all of Cosmos. So uh this this module that was built or maybe not even a module it was actually an improvement in, in the staking 
module, uh, which was built by Clusion and supported by teams like Persistence and Stride, uh, where if you have some staked assets, if you're already staking, let's say, your, your Atom or your XPRT, what you could do is, if you decide, okay, I want to liquid stake my assets. Now, the reality is, you would have to, before this uh, liquidity staking module was introduced, uh, or, or the LSM, as we like to say it, you would have to unstake your tokens, wait for 21 days, and then you would be able to liquid stake it. Similarly, if you're already staking your tokens, uh, and you want to move across, move your tokens from this wallet to another wallet, you can't actually do it. You have to wait for 21 days again. So what has what, what this LSM has enabled us to do is to actually just tokenize your staked assets. So if you have some staked assets, you click one button and they get converted into a tokenized share, which is similar to an NFT, but not really an NFT. And you can just send it to another wallet. So now you are able to send your stake tokens, which are locked up without having to unbond, wait for 21 days, then move those tokens. So there are just two chains in Cosmos today, as far as I know, who have the LSM enabled. One is the Cosmos hub and the other is the persistence chain. In fact, the persistence chain enabled uh, LSM before the Cosmos hub, uh, obviously not taking away any credit from the fact that it was built for the Cosmos hub and, and we contributed to the testing and, and everything because we wanted the persistence chain to have that as well. Uh, but you know, persistence chain is, is a liquid staking chain. So it should have the most advanced things when it comes to liquid staking. So the primary objective of the LSM is to enable liquid staking without having to unbond your tokens. But what it also enables is a security feature, which if your wallet is compromised, for example, and you know your wallet is compromised, you want to immediately move your tokens instead of like unbonding it, waiting for 21 days and then having to do that. So uh, yeah, that's a feature, very exciting feature. I think every Cosmos chain at some point will enable the LSM and will, uh, and a lot of users and token holders will benefit from this feature. Yeah, the next question kind of blends with uh, your answer there, launching the staked XPRT and the Superfluid LP uh, on Testnet. I was just curious, when uh, will that be on mainnet where you can take your staked XPRT um, into an LP possession on Dexter in a single click. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So this is actually one of the objectives with persistence on the chain itself. Like uh, when, when I say you know the, the chain is a is purpose built for like maximizing uh, or, or to maximize liquid staking yield as much as possible. The idea is that it is it is a liquid staked economy. The persistence chain is about liquid staked tokens and what it should allow you to do is something more than what you can do on other chains, right? Uh, it's about liquid staking. We say we don't want to be a general purpose chain. Our objective is to be a specialized chain focused on certain things. So that's where SDK XPRT becomes an interesting thing. Uh, with SDK XPRT, it is expected to go live in Feb or March. Uh, the product is built out. It's uh, getting audited, in fact. And we received some security fix uh, bugs uh, from the auditors. We've been fixing those bugs. Uh, but what we are doing is it was actually supposed to go out in the next chain upgrade itself, which would also introduce uh, SDK DYDX. Uh, that upgrade is expected to happen in the first week of Feb. Obviously, don't quote me on this yet. Uh, the persistence uh, marketing team is, is never happy with me sharing these things uh, in advance. But, uh, you know, it's more like I think first week of Feb is, is when we expect the chain upgrade to happen for liquid stake DYDX to go live. This SDK XPRT 
uh, module was also built out for the same upgrade, but we are going to branch it out for another chain upgrade, most likely. That will happen by the end of Feb. The superfluid staking feature is actually quite an interesting one. Uh, superfluid LP feature. So if you're all been in Cosmos for a long enough time, you know something called superfluid staking that was introduced by Osmosis. Where first, you, if you have XPRD Osmo as, as two tokens that you LP on Osmosis, you can actually use the Osmo part in the liquidity pool to also stake on the Osmosis chain and earn staking rewards. But what if we could just reverse this flow? That was our thought process because we are a liquid staking chain first, not a liquidity provisioning chain first like Osmosis is. So the idea was you could have your stake, let's say you have, you know, uh, SDK XPRT, you, mean, you have XPRT, you mean SDK XPRT. Now what you do is you swap that SDK XPRT into half XPRT. You provide a liquidity on, on Dexter. This is what it looks like, right? No, no, but what if you could actually do all of this in one step with when you're holding like XPRT, right? So the one-click feature allows you, let's say you have some staked XPRT. The first step would be conversion of that stake XPRT into a tokenized share, which I just explained using the LSM. You get SDK XPRT, half of it gets swapped for XPRT, and all of it goes into the LP pool. So now you're earning liquidity provisioning rewards as well as st liquid staking rewards. Uh, so that's kind of the idea behind Superfluid LP, but all in one click because the beauty of like building an app chain is that you can customize things and you can create applications in a way where they integrate with each other in a much more advanced way than it would on like smart contract level. At, at you know, like an application sitting on ethereum would not maybe not i mean there could be ways to do certain things uh but you know it would be more difficult to do thing, things like these but within persistence on the chain you could basically integrate applications at, at the back end level so that for, for the end users they don't have to do multiple transactions all they have to do is one click but in the background since these applications all exist on the same chain can actually interact in different exciting ways uh, that was the thought process with superfluid lp so I expect that somewhere around end of feb or early march that's really cool i love uh, the stuff that you guys are building uh, the next topic or question i have uh, to date i believe persistence 1 has performed the fastest core 1 chain upgrade uh, ever to date yeah, I think it was a few days ago mm -hmm. where we did a chain upgrade uh, for one of the bug fixes we were we were doing. And it I think the chain upgrade happened like less, less than two, three minutes. I don't know the exact time it took, but it was quite quick, which shows a few things, right? Uh, the most important thing is the responsiveness of the validators on the network. And that's where I really think we've built a very good community of validators on the chain where the chain is actually running being run not by persistence labs but but validators right on the chain so uh we have really good validators who look at everything that we are doing we communicate to them if there is a new release or the or a chain upgrade and it takes them like less than two minutes to upgrade their validator binaries uh to to go to the latest version of the of the software and run the chain again so it's it's quite beautiful to be honest like i remember the days when it used to take us hours to get a chain upgrade going, it would be just so painful. But today it's like very, very, you know, smooth sailing. And, and that's also, you know, obviously a lot of contributors uh, who 
take the job of like communicating to validators that's also a, a big you know they've played a big part in, in making building those relationships with their people on on who are running the chain right to to make this happen so very exciting i'm i'm looking forward to seeing how much time it takes for the next chain upgrade that's that's more uh, like i'm we're not happy with just 2 minutes why 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 be happy there you know it could be much lesser it's like a formula one pit stops where like earlier it used to take 10 seconds you would be happy oh 10 seconds is great now it takes 2 seconds and and red bull and and no mclaren would be like why why, why not 1.5 seconds so it's it's like that yeah i know that's awesome i was just curious like is that something that other projects could benefit or learn from like is that i feel like that could be something that more projects should aspire to or maybe not everything's about speed but i feel like speed in terms of upgrades is super important especially when it comes to chains so is that something other teams can learn from you guys or is that more like teams just decide i think that it's a, it's matters to them it's a communication thing making sure the chain upgrade is happening at a block height which is feasible for people in different parts of the world right you are in whether you are in europe or like japan or you know some other part of the world it should be at a time where it's not at like 4 am for a validator uh, and and the reality is the persistence chain is actually quite decentralized uh, you know there's about 100 validators and a lot of validators need to upgrade to to get to the 67% mark for the chain to resume and this is a very important part of 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 a blockchain for it to be live you know if a chain is going through an upgrade and it takes a lot of time for the upgrade to happen what it means is the chain is not running in most situations there are some rolling chain upgrades uh, which are different but in some situations the chain halts and then the upgrade happens uh, and it could take hours for the chain upgrade to happen which means users can't access their funds on different applications on that chain uh, which is about liveness of of the chain right and it is a super critical part especially when it comes to like borrowing lending you have some of your assets as collateral on the chain uh and and the market is tanking and by the time the chain resumes you don't have the opportunity to pull out your capital because you know the oracle feeds in the latest price and it turns out that you're getting liquidated now uh so it's it's quite an important thing to have the chain upgrades happen really fast which is why it's, it's something we talk about uh, it's an important thing yeah for sure Um we're coming up to 9:54 here. How are we for time? Are you okay, Miko? Yeah, I can go on for another 10-15 minutes. Uh, okay, perfect. I just wanted to make sure I I still have a couple more questions and then if you're open or have the time, I can always ask if anyone from the community sure. has a question or wanted to come up uh to ask something, but uh we'll just jump into my last couple questions here. So I found an article and it's pretty old. Uh it's almost a year old, but it was from Stride and it compared the overview of similarities and differences of the major liquid staking protocols and Cosmos. I thought maybe uh could you explain why some may consider Persistence One as the LST Fi hub of the Cosmos and kind of like what are the biggest differences between Persistence and other liquid staking providers in the ecosystem? Yeah so the biggest difference is the fact that persistence one is not a liquid staking provider to be precise stride is a liquid staking provider pixel is a liquid staking provider what they do is provide liquid staking uh, which is the issuance of liquid staked atom liquid staked tokens persistence is the chain where we have p stake issue the liquid staked assets or the liquid staked tokens so p stake is comparable to stride quicksilver and and other like liquid staking providers in cosmos 
but persistence is the chain where we want all liquid staking activity to happen right now it's primarily focused on stk atom but tomorrow when there are exciting applications that allow you to do things like self repaying loans and and you know you could get the best rates for borrowing uh, your interest rates are lower because of certain mechanisms in place that's when things get really exciting so for us persistence is actually an ecosystem stride is very clear in their objective right they say and for them it's a good thing they present themselves as very neutral credibly neutral a chain that is only focused on issuing liquid staking tokens and that may be their strategy our strategy is to allow people to do a bunch of things on on one chain and not have to go through the hassle of of you know trying to jump from one chain to another to use their liquid stake tokens what if you can do it all on on the same chain uh, and that's the best ux play then so it's more of a u- user experience play for us and yeah that's kind of how we yeah i think the stride article you're referring to is also a little bit like uh biased you know uh yes yeah yeah so i mean i would like for example i'm just looking up this article right now it says host chain validator selection stride says decentralized host chain validator selection plan for pstake it says contributors decide which is so untrue pstake actually goes through a model which is the most decentralized model in all of cosmos today uh it has an automated delegation and and validator you know rebalancing strategy in place which means everything is code driven like there's a few parameters that go th- that are decided by pstake governance and those parameters can always be changed it looks at all the on chain parameters like uptime commission of a validator uh you know performance of that validator was that validator was slashed how many governance pa- votes have this validator participated in you look at those parameters and the code the algorithm comes up with scores for each of the validators based on which they get delegations every day these numbers change because it looks at real time data and redelegates tokens from validators who are underperforming so i believe it's the most decentralized solution as of today uh, although i have to admit i haven't looked at uh, quicksilver's intent uh, model and and i do think i mean i've looked at it but not as deeply as i would like to and i think it's quite exciting as well and it's it's probably up there and better than lido's uh, stride structure lido structure and some of the other liquid staking providers uh, for us it's about that and maybe i'm just anticipating the question that could come after this which is like what is our real differentiator i think it's the fact that we are building that ecosystem and the fact that pstake actually is not going to be a liquid staking provider that says okay we are going to gatekeep validator delegations we say these validators are good these are bad you don't get delegations we are not the ones looking for political power here what what the objective for a liquid staking provider should be is is very simple it should be just one thing to make sure your users funds are safe and you know you decentralize the other chain as well the chain that you're supporting so for us it's not about saying oh these are 10 good validators i like them they'll get delegations no it's about saying those five validators if they improve they should also get delegations but in this moment we don't think they are going to keep our users fund as safe as possible so let's not include them for now but if they can meet these parameters and it's very transparent everybody in the world can see it on the blockchain if they can meet them let's get them the delegations that that people are you know putting up on on the platform so that's kind of how we view at things and i think those are very big reasons for you to choose you know pstake persistence as a liquid staking chain and and provider that's really really interesting yeah no i I've, i've learned a lot myself personally and it's very clear now the the differences between other liquid staking protocols and uh i'm 
becoming more and more of a fan the more uh, questions I ask you. <laughs> that's, good. that's good, man. Thank you so much. Uh, I see that Steak Adam is um, on P-Stake Finance past the Mars Protocol governance to be listed as collateral on the Red Bank's Neutron outpost. Can we see Stake Adam listed anywhere uh, else as collateral soon uh, in Absolutely. DeFi expansion? Absolutely. Uh, there's uh, soon going to be a proposal uh, for using STK Adam as collateral uh, for USK on Kujira. Uh, and there's already, I think, a proposal that went live on Inter Protocol. So using STK Adam as collateral to mint uh, IST. So there's a few integrations that uh, that are in the pipeline right now. STK Atom to mint IST, STK Atom to mint USK, STK Atom as collateral to borrow assets uh, you know, on, on Mars. And then uh, there's a potential integration with Apollo DAO. Uh, they recently launched the token. So creating a vault, STK Atom vault on Apollo on Neutron uh, and, and you know, an STK Atom, uh, yeah, STK Atom on, on Levana as well as in the pipeline. So I think those are the five major integrations that we should see in the next like 30 days or so, 30, 30 days, 45 days. Uh, obviously, some things may take more time due to technical constraints, but those would be the, the few things that I would highlight. Amazing. Uh, I read in the update tweet that you also hosted an internal security hackathon to audit every single line of your code. I presume that went well, that went well sorry, and... Um, yeah. Just maybe highlight, like, what are some of the biggest risks when it comes to liquid staking, if you don't mind? Yeah, I think the biggest risk with liquid staking is the fact that, you know, if there is a bug in the code, uh, you could end up like, basically how it works is if a user deposits Atom, you look at an exchange rate which changes periodically based on staking rewards that are accrued against all the Atoms deposited on, on the liquid staking protocol. And the other like, you know, based on that, the number of STK atom or ST atom gets minted. Now, what is the biggest risk is if an attacker can figure out a way to not deposit any atom and get a lot of STK atom. That's the biggest risk because what it means is this person can basically redeem atoms against the STK atom or ST atom that he minted or Q atom that he minted without even depositing atoms. So he's stealing users' funds. He or she is. So the idea is you want to avoid that. That's the biggest risk when it comes to liquid staking. Obviously, liquid staking has other risks for the host chain or the chain that it supports. Like liquid staking could centralize the chain. Uh, if you know all the atoms get liquid staked through just tried as an, as an example or through just P-stake as an example or Quicksilver for that matter, it means Quicksilver or P-stake or Stride has a lot of power to chain certain dynamics for, for the governance of the chain. Uh, and it could even be at a place where it could hold the chain if it has more than 33% you know, of the entire like staked atom, uh, liquid stake through P-stake or, or any of these liquid staking providers. So there are risks associated for users, risks associated with like uh, the, the chain that is supported. I do think the biggest risk is, is the fact that you could essentially mint a lot more tokens without depositing. And that's the one that you want to avoid as much as possible. Uh, with a hackathon, it was actually quite an interesting one because uh, a few days before the hackathon and the reason why we wanted to do this also, uh, it was actually planned at, at, you know, one of a few months ago, I think Q3 is when we had said we want to do this, but it never happened then. Uh, in Q4, we got a, a bug a report 
uh, from uh, you know Immunify. So Peacetech is actually the only liquid staking provider in Cosmos that has an Immunify ongoing bug bounty. And we were highlighted of a bug. It wasn't a very big bug, uh, but obviously not to ever you know discredit the fact that there was a bug that could have led to other issues. Uh, and we've undergone like multiple audits. We've had like three, four audits already. Uh, and we are already going another audit. And yet you could always find bugs, which is, you know, how, how this ecosystem works. So that prompted us to go back and look at every single thing we've written, every single line of code we've written and make sure it's, it's as airtight as possible. And so that's that's something we've done. There were no major bugs found. We are also undergoing a new audit with Oak. Uh, there is an un- undergoing audit for SDKX PRT with Hexins, for example. And yeah, so there's a bunch of things happening here. That's great. And my last question uh, before we wrap things up, can you just explain quickly the recent discussions about deploying the XPRT and Osmo protocol owned liquidity? And I presume it would be on Dexter, but are there any other DEXs that it might uh, appear on? Obviously, there's already uh, LP on Osmosis, but I just thought I'd ask that question before we wrap it up. Yeah, so actually, it's not on Dexter. The idea is to... so. XPRT is not a very liquid token yet. Uh, and, and that's something that obviously if it changes, it's, it really helps the ecosystem, right? Uh, so the idea was, uh, what I was thinking was if we could use POL to create liquidity for XPRT, not on Dexter, but only on Osmosis because Osmosis is still where most users trade. Uh, and, and we would like you know, XPRT to, to be more liquid on, on Osmosis. So that was the thought process. Uh, obviously. We've seen some feedback and, and we'll spend some time thinking about it before we respond to the feedback uh, that, that we've received. But the idea is to kind of like on Osmosis, for example, XPRT was probably one of the most liquid coins back in 2021 uh, prior to or even 2022 prior to the Terra blow up. Uh, it had like about $30 million in liquidity, just XPRT side. So combined like pool sizes were about 60, 65 mil, if I'm not wrong. Uh, and Right now, the situation is, is very different. So XPRT is more on centralized exchanges now. But the, we actually believe, and I personally believe, like, you know, centralized exchanges are, are going out of business unless they actually, like, build decentralized alternatives to them themselves. Uh, like, Binance did that to a certain degree by building, you know, Binance Smart Chain and Binance Swap. And, like, you know, uh, you see everybody doing that now with their own L2s, like Coinbase, launching base uh, to move in that direction, right? So uh yeah so i think the idea is to have liquidity on dexes uh xprt is fairly liquid on on, on dexter it has about 650 670k in liquidity with atom uh but we want to have liquidity with osmosis as well on on osmosis itself yeah no I, that makes sense that uh i just assumed and that that's what happens when you assume sometimes i made an ass out of myself <laughs> not at all actually it's, it's i'm guessing a lot of people do and uh it's about us not communicating things clearly so it's on us more than it's on you <laughs> uh, so we have to do a better job yeah no worries i uh obviously once i read through the tweets here uh, it has the information that it is on osmosis there i just uh, there were so many updates it was hard to go through all of them and remember each detail so i appreciate you correcting me there that's really cool though uh i hope that comes to fruition and uh can benefit the team and everybody involved uh, who's an investor and, or supporter of the project. 
Uh, I think this would be a good time to wrap it up. We're just coming up over the hour here. If anyone from the audience has a question, feel free to request to speak. Otherwise, um, we can move on to any closing statements or remarks you want to make with the community, make with the community. Sorry. So if there's anything you want to share before you go, maybe quickly highlight the roadmap for 2024 uh, or just talking about any future updates that you want to cover before we wrap it up. Yeah. I think the only closing remark from my side would be uh, we've been in the, in the Cosmos ecosystem, you know, even before it was like cool. Uh, we've been around since the days of Game of Stakes. Uh, we've been part of Cosmos when things were very dire for Cosmos. And, and obviously, you know, we've had faith in Cosmos. We built the first liquid staking solution for Atom. Uh, and we've built a lot of things. What we haven't done in the last couple of years is focus on growth and traction but rather just focus on you know building the persistence labs team to a place where we can actually go on for years and years this year and the next year and and you know the coming years the focus is going to be a lot more on on growth and traction while everything on the product side remains super solid we have a very strong foundation now uh when it comes to you know uh, the team so we'll focus a lot more on traction and growth and uh, yeah you'll see a lot more updates from us you'll see a lot more uh, you know, exciting things that we do. Uh, the roadmap is, is very clear. In fact, like, you know, support some other liquid staked assets, DYDX being the next, XPRD being the one after. And we are looking at some other assets as well, which, uh, I, you know, I, I don't want to be scolded by the marketing team. So I won't, I won't disclose them just yet. But uh, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much the roadmap for now and building liquidity for these assets on Dexter. And once we have sufficient liquidity on Dexter, then looking at a money market on the persistence chain uh, and, and getting that launched. Uh, so yeah, that's the short-term roadmap. The long-term roadmap is always flexible. If you have ideas, feel free to share with me or anyone from the team and you know we'll look to support you in any way to do those things. Awesome. Thank you, Mikhail. And before we wrap the show up, Red Eye Bear actually has a question from the community. Is it all right if he comes up to ask? Absolutely, yes. Hey, Red Eye. Always good to see you. Welcome, Red Eye. Yes, yeah, we can hear you. Thanks for coming yeah, not up. not a problem. Um, I don't want to take up too much of you guys' time. I know you're wrapping this up. I just wanted to uh, take a moment to say hey to everyone and give a kind of a cool update for uh, STK asset activity uh, within private defund Shade Swap. For anyone who doesn't recognize me or doesn't know me, um, I'm a contributor to Shade Protocol. Um, which uh, we've built one of our products is shade swap which we uh, host liquidity for a variety of different stk assets and um, i know i've shared a lot of these details with the p stake and persistence team but over the past month stk assets have seen a huge increase in activity it's like two to three hundred percent increase in activity uh, primarily looking at volume here and um, I was trying to go back through and look at all of the stuff you guys are putting out on Twitter and trying to figure out like where this, you know, surge and increase in activity is. And uh, it looks like you guys are could be launching, you know, all these different assets. People are getting really excited about uh, the unique value proposition for um, P-stake assets. But I just wanted to share that, like, um, obviously, Osmosis uh, is still kind of uh, the behemoth uh, decks in the cosmos. but um, P-stake asset volume is definitely growing uh, elsewhere in the cosmos. And so we're really happy to be able to host, um, you know, P-stake assets there and hope people continue uh, trying it out. Yeah, I just wanted to share that 
awesome to see uh, P-Stake asset growth continuing to happen outside of just the, the main decks. Absolutely. Thank you. And in fact, like, you know, uh, Shade Protocol is something we really love and, and you know, enjoy using that app personally as well. Uh, been a fan of everything you guys have been doing for a very long time. And, and thanks for the support as well. From our perspective, I think, uh, and just to add to what, you know, that I said, uh, we want to be focused on, on like, you know, where we can actually grow. Osmosis is obviously the premier Dex in Cosmos. And everybody loves using Osmosis, me included. Uh, and, you know, the idea is that there are other places that offer better solutions at times. And you want to be open-minded enough to use those solutions when they offer better swap rates, better, you know, incentives and, and stuff like that. So uh, for us, it's about providing what's best for the user and not just going after the decks that, that offers, you know, or, or has the you know, best network effects. And and I think that's how the ecosystem grows, becomes more competitive and, you know, everybody enjoys using applications then more and more. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Red Eye, for coming up to uh, share a little bit about ShadeSwap and Shade Protocol. I'm a huge fan of that project as well. So it's nice to see the synergy between Persistence, P-Stake, and Shade. It's awesome. I'm... Uh, Really happy that we were able to talk to you today, Mikkel. Uh, thank you for your time. Uh, I know your team is super busy. And in the future, if you ever want to have another Spaces, once you guys have more updates, we would love to host you again. Um, thank you, everybody who took time out of their day to come to listen. I hope you had as much fun as I did and learned as much as I did. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the project. So without further ado, I think that's it for the show. And I hope everyone has a great day. and. Take care. We'll talk soon. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Martin. Bye. Bye. Take care, everyone. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets, dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments. Red down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these tokenomics. They probing this bear, flexing broken honest. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knotters. And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic, I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over impossible loss, it's all moss. And I'm liking the odds. Bond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds. Flick the cap, though the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner They stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better
better place smacking on the hostage Like this shit is way for keeps clowns White knight and all these Maybellines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Terrorist spaces. <laughs>